0: welcome to another podcast by guns and yellow ribbons it's the only arsenal podcast that counts by arsenal fans for arsenal fans enjoy the show hello and welcome back to another episode of guns and yellow ribbons i'm fergus i will be joined by scummy mike by manny and mike Harniman from storm fm our new guest on guns and yellow ribbons we'll be discussing the man united game that fantastic result We'll look ahead to the Wren game and the Europa League, and what a big task we've got ahead of ourselves. Uh, pitch invasions and much, much more. Remember, this is an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Enjoy the show. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons, and remember to rate and review us too. Up the Arsenal. Hello, boys. Uh, welcome to episode 70 of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I'm Fergus. I'm joined today by two uh, regulars, which are Scunny Mike and uh, Manny. Manny's in bed, by the way. Uh, he's working nights. So if he sounds a bit more lethargic than normal, uh, you know, the guy's working. He's, he's, he, he you know, he's selling the big issue outside Oxford Circus Station. So, you know, nighttime is good.
1: Uh, um. Look, <laughs> I can't say that word.
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs> and we're also joined by Mike uh, Harneyman, uh, our Harney we're going to call him for here. That's his nickname. Uh, Mike comes from Storm FM uh, in Stevenage. Mike, uh, how you, Mike, there, how you sh- doing?
2: Yeah, not bad yourself.
0: Yeah, good, good. So,
2: very, very yeah. happy with that result yesterday.
0: We'll we'll get into that. Before we get into that, though, give us a little bit of rundown on yourself.
2: Okay, so um, I've supported Arsenal since around about, well, around about. I, as soon as I knew what football was really to be fair. Uh, first game was December, uh Boxing Day in fact of uh ninety seven, if I remember rightly. Um against Leicester. The uh the Steve Walsh own goal, if you remember the one I'm talking about, guys. Um from pretty much the halfway line, his own half uh that game. And I think David Platt possibly scored the other goal. Um so yeah, that was that's my first game live. But um, obviously I've been supporting Arsenal before that as well. Um, And
0: and are you a season ticket holder or how often do you go? I know you've got a different schedule with your uh, work stuff.
2: I don't really get to go that often at the minute. Um, Although I am going to try and get to go a bit more as of next season because my sister's uh, just recently moved to within about five minutes from the stadium. So um, Christmas Day I was actually standing outside the Emirates.
0: All right, where's she? Where's she then? Because my brother's around the corner as well.
2: Um, oh, I don't know the name of the road right now. Um, but literally just a few minutes around the corner from the stadium. Yeah, Five yeah. My my, so.
0: my brother's near Bank of Friendship sort of side, Blackstock mm-hmm. Road side. So, it's,
2: it's oh, quite
0: right. good. yeah. So, and um, you've been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons for a little while as well.
2: Yeah, I've listened to the podcast a few times. Um, I listen to this podcast and a number of other podcasts as well. So, keeping uh, keeping all all tabs on everything Arsenal. Yeah.
0: And we, we got a good old shout out last night and you finished your, your set on your uh on on, on your show with uh, a few Arsenal songs which I was quite nice. Days.
2: To be fair, when you when you win like that yesterday you kinda of have to. You have to kind of um put a, a little stamp on it, I suppose, with um yeah, with uh, an over well, to that.
0: Well living living in Stevenage, which is practically swamp country, isn't it? It's just infected with Spurs fans all over Stevenage, or Saint uh-huh. Evanage as I like to call it.
2: Not really. There's quite a few gooners down there as well. Um, a lot of my mates are. Um, there's a few Spurs. Obviously, if you know the town, obviously we've got the Spurs shop in the town centre. I don't know what they've done putting that there. Um, well, they but, put it in yeah. all
0: the shithole towns. They've got one in Harlow as well, haven't they? <laughs> I
2: think so, yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: they ain't got and, one in my town. Uh, no. It was... Can't,
3: be, like no, what, can't no. be that shithole then. <laughs> can't be every shithole, sorry.
2: It can't be, it can't be. No, there's uh, there's that there. Um but yeah that's that's pretty much it really to be honest. Um there's a few Arsenal fans around there and my hometown obviously is, is Stevenage and Stevenage Football Club and they've had a few former Arsenal players on loan and who signed permanently as well. Chuck Saniki was there, um Luke Freeman was here, um S Ben Sheaf was here as well for a bit.
0: And they do um, a lot of pre-season friendlies like we do with Barnard. They do it with uh, Tottenham, do it with Stevenage. Yeah, Yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And actually,
2: talking about Stevenage and Arsenal, the under-23s against Spurs were here the other week. Um, And I think Arsenal won 3 or 4-0, if I remember rightly. So, had to get that one in.
0: It was a bit of a smashing, which is it always would, good. It which is always good. Well, we'll, we'll get on to the game in a second. I just want to remind people of, um, the quiz. Trev, old man Trev last, uh, on the last podcast, um, offered, uh, a, a, an old 1970s something, um, Man City program. He's got some doubles, uh, and uh, he offered one of those to somebody who could answer the question uh, about Sir Herbert Chapman played for, a, um, a team in London when he, in his playing career. Um, who was that team? Answers on our Facebook page or on the comments on Sound, SoundCloud. or you can tweet us on Guns and Ribbons. So, boys, um, Sunday, a big match for me. This, this, this match is, it's as big as the North London Derby. my, um, both my brothers, two, well, two of my brothers are, are Man United fans. And, uh, I, I went to the football with Rory, my youngest brother. Uh, who's a Man United fan and he, he stood in the North Bank while I celebrated that penalty. Uh, he was upstairs for the first half and he came down for the second half. Um, but yeah, uh, Man United game. So ahead of this, uh, fixture, Man United last two visits to the Emirates, um, in, uh, ended in 3-1 victories. Uh, they've won, uh, three consecutive away wins against Arsenal in 93 and 85. Um, it will be the two, it was the 200th league meeting between these sides. And Arsenal, as we know, up to this stage had been unbeaten for 14 of the last, uh, home league games, winning 12 and drawing two and winning the last eight games. If we win this game, um, you know, it's nine in a row and that's one hell of a record. Arsenal have earned 38 league points at home, uh, this season, a tally only exceeded by Manchester City, which are in 42. Um, could, the, the line-ups, um, Koscielny started his 250th Premier League game, and Smalling his 200th, uh, and Emery started six of the players who started on Thursday's defeat to Rennes. Uh, and there was little sign of fatigue as they came flying out of the traps. What did we make of the line-ups, first of all? Scully, you go first.
3: Oh, thanks. <laughs> oh,
0: you don't have that. I don't, yeah, I'm going to say,
3: yeah, thanks, cheers uh, Yeah, the line-up, so it wasn't what I was expecting From Arsenal, to be honest uh, With it being, what, three, oh, I'd say five Was it a two, two Formation
0: Yeah I, I think I it was like It was like a three at the back, but then you get the wing-backs So yeah. yeah, it was a five I, I put it as a, a 3 3, two, three one Or something like that
3: Alright, um no, yeah, I wasn't expecting it. I was expecting possibly a 4-2-3-1, so I was really shocked with the lineup, but It was nice to see Bamiyang and Lecasset getting a start. Um, I think as well with Ozil getting a start in a big game, I think that was a big shock to I think it was a shock to me. I don't know about how you guys felt.
0: No, I don't like Ozil, so Well, I don't. I'm not exactly his biggest fan, am I? Come on. Pers- personally, I would have... Uh, you- well, Ozil didn't Ozil start, and Ramsey started. So yeah, you know. Ozil
3: and Ramsey started obviously because tere was uh, he's he's got a three match ban, aunty. So yeah, he's got three um, yeah it, was, ban. it was a shot not to see but it, it worked out. It's, I'm sure we're going to get into the game in a bit, but yeah, it was, yeah, in in the end, it worked out as a good formation. In Emery, we trust. Manny, what did you make of it? Um,
1: yeah, I was uh, I was like kind of a bit surprised to be honest. Um, to see both Lacazette and Aubameyang start the game, um, I wasn't too surprised with with Ozil starting. To be fair, it's a home game, um, so you know, perfect climate for him to to sort of put in a decent performance. Um, I was happy with with Ramsey in there instead of Gündüz. I thought that would have been a match too far for him. So, um, yeah. Aside from that, no, I was I was you know happy and surprised. But happy to be surprised if that makes sense. You know, Emery we never know what he's going to do. And the opposing manager doesn't know what he's going to do. So it's it's it was it's awesome. You know, it's a good situation to be in, to be honest. Arnie.
2: Yeah, I was surprised as well. Um obviously seeing that Mikatarian had the injury, he had the back injury, so he was out of the uh, the 18 completely. Um I didn't expect to see Ramsey from the start. I was thinking Gwendozi. Um I was not quite sure regarding going two up front, but obviously we are at home. And uh, it was good to attack and good to to kind of put the pressure on United from the start. And um, yeah, I think it, it worked really, really well. Obviously putting Ramsey in there, he was a bit more of an experienced head and that showed.
0: Yeah, I think it's really good. Just um, Emery seems to... Uh, um, he's come into a lot of flack, especially after Thursday night and um, a couple of other games where people were saying, saying tactically he was... He was inept in some of substitutions in, in a couple of games and so on, but you can see he does actually study every uh, every opponent and he tries to line up to to like a chess game basically against that opponent rather than Wenger used to be the same thing go out express yourself and so on and other managers are the same but it's just nice to see um I was talking to the guys uh, next to me and saying okay we we've got six players as we said come out of contract at the end of the season. Um, we'll probably have two or three others. We'll bring some of the youth through and we'll probably, especially if we get it in Champions League spots, uh, we'll bring in probably three players and decent players, but they'll be the players that, um, Emery needs for his style. And I think if he gets it three players of his style in that squad, probably lose Ozel or maybe not. Who knows? Um, I think it, it just looks promising for next season if we can just finish on there. Mike, you've got to say something.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll keep hold of erzo uh, actually. Obviously, we're, we're losing Ramsey um, at the end of the season to Juve. And I think um, Ozil's got a very, very good track record of, you know, keeping us up there and, and around the top four. Um, and, and, you know, he's, he's quite good with his assists in the, in the smaller games. Um, but regarding the bigger games, obviously, it was a surprise to see him play yesterday. But in other games, he's normally quite decent.
0: I'm sure Manny has something to say on that.
1: Man, listen. Um, he needs to leave. Like, I'm I'm done with the guy. To be honest with you, um, I think he's been one of the most overrated signings that we've ever had. Uh, people go on like he's some misunderstood genius. He's not. Um, he doesn't fit Emery's style. Um, even though yesterday he was decent, but I think we'll get into that. But you can't trust him. You can't trust him in big away games. You can't trust him in normal away games. You just can't trust him, period. And I don't think we should have a flaky player that you can't trust in the team. You know, I think he's just wasting space and wasting yep. wages. So yeah, get him out.
0: Yeah, no, uh, it, it's a mixed bag with him. I, 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 I don't know I don't know where to go you know he does have talent uh, the problem we've got with him and not getting into a longer debate because we've done it loads of times on him um he's 30 he's on 350 grand a week It's no different than bale and sanchez at their respective clubs who the fuck is going to buy them so first half first half Lukaku hit the bar um while the game was goalless uh and it appeared uh, easier to score than actually miss it. Then Granit Xhaka beat the um, Gea with a swerving shot from outside the penalty area, which the United keeper was expected to stop. Soon after, uh, Arsenal took the lead with Brazilian midfielder Fred, uh, who actually uh, was at fault for the second goal as well. Um, uh, uh, yeah, Arsenal took the took took the lead, um, but Fred actually struck the post for United. So it was it was quite a topsy turvy first half. Um, Ending one nil at the first half. What, what did uh, what did we make of it, Arnie? You go first on this one.
2: Yeah, I thought we played all right in the first half. I um I was very surprised that Lukaku didn't score. Obviously, you know, a guy of his calibre, you'd expect him to put that one away. Um, but then after that I thought we defended really really well I thought Leno was brilliant he made some excellent, uh, excellent start, um, saves excellent stops throughout the game
0: he's, he, he's, he's improving game by game yeah. oh, I did, did criticise him for punching the balls away onto the, onto the penalty spot and I did mention that yesterday to some friends but he is definitely improving
2: 100% and uh I think he's um, a really, really good shot stopper. That was you uh, sort of shown with... Um, I think the one-on-one with Lukaku in the second half was the one that really stood out for me. Um, Granite Xhaka, that goal just surprised me. The way it swerved kind of took um, David De Gea by surprise a bit. But I will give Granite Xhaka another mention as well for that excellent tackle that he got in... Um, well, I can't remember what it was. It was last ditch, but towards the end of the first half. And uh, I think he ended up injured. He was on the floor for a few minutes after that as well. And that was... Uh, Kind of epitomised how we, you know, how we were playing with the determination and the desire yesterday as well. Yeah,
0: we we saw a replay of that on somebody's phone in, in in the stadium. It fucking worked. I couldn't believe it worked in the stadium. Um, but uh, yeah, it looked like he planted his knee or planted his studs in his knee yard or something like that. But he, I thought he was fucked. I honestly thought he was fucked. But he 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 got up and uh, soldiered on. Thankfully, uh, Mike, what did you make of it, Scunny? Gonna...
3: Yeah, it was it was nice to see. It was a refreshing change because. Uh, I think if you remember last time we played the scum at home. We went on a bit of a downward spiral. Um, I think Johnny mentioned it in the last podcast about uh, us going to Liverpool and getting absolutely battered. So I didn't. I was one. Uh, I'll I'll freely admit that I was I was very sceptical. I didn't think we was going to come away with a win. Yes, on yeah yeah yesterday. But it was nice to see some grit in the the squad, uh they wanted it and you could see that they wanted it. And, and, Ma- and sorry, Manny I was gonna say, I was gonna say about Leno as God. well myself. He made, he pulled off some quality saves. Uh he he did he did a job and he he and like we said earlier, and I've said before, he's
0: been brilliant so far for me and like you say, he's improving every time. And Manny, your man Shaka scoring that goal. What <laughs> oh, <laughs> it probably. must have been very funny for you jumping and screaming because you hate the bloke.
1: Um I wasn't jumping and screaming, I was too tired for that. Um but I don't think people are giving him the credit he deserves for that one. I'm a huge critic of the Swiss Gimp, right? and rightly so. But um people are not giving him credit, they're acting as if you know De Gea made such a big mistake. No, he didn't. Look at the swerve on that ball. You know what I mean? Give credit where The credit wind
0: history. in the stadium, though, Manny, was unbelievable, and I think... Oh, please. No, 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 no. He, I, you can see, I, I've watched it back on Sky Sports, and, and funny enough, I, I met Trev and uh, um, Terry and Johnny at um, half time, and they they are around behind, more more behind the goal line, where I'm on the corner flag, and they said it took such a swerve. They started swerving towards like the right of the goal, and then all of a sudden it just took a a big swerve to the left. I don't think De Gea could have could have stopped it, but I do think the the elements did have some effect on it.
1: Oh, see, you're doing it as well. Like, you you're no better than the pundits out there, all right? You're doing it as well. Just give the guy credit for once, all right? I haven't dis- it- I haven't discredited him. No, oh, whatever. See, and I'm I'm one of his biggest critics, but here I am like defending right. him somewhat. But um, no, I think it's just it's just um. All right. It was a good goal. I mean, I'll, I'll give him that. Uh, Lukaku. You know what? Lukaku reminds me of um, this Leicester striker way back when. Way back when they had the Walkers t shirt, right? His name was Adi Akimbai, right? Just like Lukaku, big, you know, muscular, physical, but. Muscular? Uh, yes, muscular. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, the okay. Kaku. <laughs> whatever you know, you know what I'm trying. You know what I'm trying to say. He's bulky, right? He's yeah, bulky, yeah. stocky. He's a fucking lump. Yeah. So <laughs> this guy, right, and I'll say this hand on heart, was one of the worst Premier League strikers I've ever seen. He is responsible, right. For one of the best match of the days I've ever seen, because it was chance after chance he just fluffed his lines. There's a YouTube compilation of it, and I'm gonna post it on the Guns and Yellow Ribbons Facebook page because you guys have got to see this. Lukaku is hot garbage, right? And but credit to Leno as well. But yeah, Lukaku's shit. But yeah, great first half, man.
3: I was gonna well, say as well. Uh, Jackers on his one in twenty again, isn't he? So we've got another twenty shots now wait for his next one.
0: Yeah. yeah. Leno produced two crucial saves to keep Lukaku um keep out Lukaku before Aubameyang doubled uh, the host lead from the penalty spot after Fred's foul on uh, Lacazette uh, who uh, offered words of encouragement to Aubameyang ahead of that spot kick. Uh, we'll talk about that in a second. Soon after Arsenal's second goal, a fan ran on the pitch and shoved United uh, defender Chris Smalling. Uh, before being removed from the Stuarts. We're gonna talk about that one in the Guna debate. Uh, and we have won um seven out of the ten top flight games in twenty nineteen and we're only one point behind our North London rivals, Tottenham, who sit in third in the table with eight games remaining. United who started in fourth, dropped to fifth uh, in the race for a Champions League spot. Final score two 0 So what did we make of the second half? First of all the penalty. Um did you think it was a penalty? Who wants stick your hand up? Who wants to go first? All together now. Ah, oh, uh, yeah, on, it was then, a penalty. Manny. Fuck it. Oh, I'll go. On. Go, go on, Scotty. Yeah. yeah, it was
3: a penalty. It was soft, but it was a penalty. He had his arm. He had his arm all over him. So, but if it was the other way around, it would have been given anyway. So I'm just going to
0: say, it is a penalty. I saw it on Match of the Day. Um, I saw a hand go on his back very lightly and their thighs came together and not in that sort of way. Um, and I thought it was... I, I, seeing it live, I thought it was soft and seeing it on Match of the Day afterwards, I thought it was, I thought it was uh, really poor. Manny, what did you think? Um, soft, but I don't care.
1: Um, look at the penalty. They got a PSG. So to hear you know, United fans, you oh, know, it wasn't a penalty. Shut up.
3: Oh, that VAR
1: Mm. penalty! That was nowhere near a penalty. That was never a penalty. (laughs) So the fact that they had the audacity to complain about, you know, the penalty yesterday—that's what we call karma. You, uh, damn! I was going to use the word, but um, yeah, that's what you call karma. You know what I mean? So um, I don't care. It couldn't happen to a nicer to a nicer bunch. Fuck them,
0: Hani. First of all, do you think was a penalty? And secondly, what did you make of? um the chat that it looked like um, Lacazette had when he stuck his ha- hands on um, on Bammyang's face and, and focused him and talked to him and th- they've got a good partnership going on.
2: Yeah, I thought the penalty was soft, um, but you know it was very, very uh, <laughs> it's karma as as you were just saying. To be fair, because um, their one on Wednesday night was never a penalty, and uh, yeah, so it is karma and it is payback. So yeah. Um, as much as it was soft I was quite happy to see it given um, and I was very, very pleased that Laka gave it to uh, to Alba he said that, you know, obviously he wants Alba to try and uh, make up for the one he missed last week against Spurs and uh, obviously it was, um, it was really, really nice and a really good gesture from Laka to do that um, the penalty itself from Alba wasn't great, it was in pretty much exactly the same position as it was uh, against Spurs last week, but you know, it goes in, it doesn't matter.
1: Go on, Manny. Um, it was interesting to watch um Aubameyang describe his penalty with Rednap after the game. You know, when he when they showed, you know, the, the, the penalty yesterday, he had his eye on the head of the hallway. He didn't look at the ball once. And then when he was talking about the one at the scum, he was saying how he didn't really look at the keeper, and at the very last moment, he looked down at the ball. So he wasn't confident at all, and we all saw that. So that um, it was a, it was an interesting contrast, and it, took, you know, it was balls of steel. I'll give him that. But Lacazette to do that for him was just like Aubameyang did it for Lacazette last season. So when you have idiots like you know Shearer saying, "Oh, he was going for a hat trick. He should have taken a penalty himself." this is what's come from it. You know what I mean? These guys have got this great bond and they can do this for each other. And it's beautiful to see. You know, strikers don't always have to be selfish or listening to idiots like Shearer. You wouldn't have gotten anywhere. And I'm happy to see that them two are so close and they can do things like that for each other. It's great to see.
2: Yeah, I have to agree with that, to be honest, as well, because uh, that happened last season, as you said, with the, the hat-trick Um and yeah, it is kind of just roles reversed, and I was very, very pleased to see that. And obviously, Alba needs that for his confidence because Alba's, Alba's going to be playing Thursday with Lacquer's ban. He's still suspended for the Europa League game, and uh, hopefully that will boost his confidence for that game as well.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah the, we, we, we'll talk about the, the Reds game in, in a minute, but it, 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 uh, the penalty, I to be honest, wasn't confident of Yang taking the penalty. And I thought, oh shit, I I would have rathered even Ozil or Lacazette taking the penalty. But he did take, as you said, the the exact same penalty as he did against Spurs uh, in Wembley. And it was straight down the middle. De Gea, what did you make of De Gea's performance as well? I know it's an opposition player, but De Gea's uh, performance has come into criticism in the sense that, uh, who was it, Neville said he was thinking more about his contract than he was um than than the game. What the I fuck does say, Neville know? Yeah. Fuck what Gary Neville.
1: Know? What does he know as if he knows what's going on in De Gea's mind? The amount of times that that guy has saved him in matches, yeah, he is allowed to have the odd uh, the odd, uh, you know, shit match. Right? So so Neville and, and people criticising him. Fuck off. He saved you guys so many points, especially last season. He saved you know he
3: mean? saved all, he saved them against us at the FA Cup. Did, and last season do you remember that game in the league yeah and he made
1: like 13-14 saves but then you lot criticising him for one bad game fuck off
3: oh Gary Neville can kiss my ass because all he was going on about even at the start of the first 20 minutes into the game all he was saying is man you look so fatigued oh it's they played on Wednesday we played on fucking Thursday
2: exactly like you, you were just saying that about David De Gea last season as well and if it wasn't for him that game would have been about 6-3 to us like the amount of chances we had in that game was unreal. We had like, it was pretty much like how we were playing um, yesterday, and how we played in the other game when we beat them. I think was it three one or three nil, whatever. When we scored the three goals in about 3-1, twenty minutes, yeah, three yeah. one, yeah. Like that uh, was extra He didn't, keeper, but he didn't he did have,
0: have a have bad one. game either. He didn't have a bad game, but that like, um, as Manny was saying, that that great strike by Shaka, which did take a swerve and for whatever whether it was meant, whether it was atmosphere or whatever, but. I don't think he could have done anything about that, and the penalty, the, you know, penalty is just—it's—it's uh, it's, it's very rare that you save a penalty. But otherwise, he made some good saves. Oh, you know, no, he didn't have loads to do. He didn't
3: have to pull off anything humongous to say or oh, absolutely worldy
0: uh, to save. He, he didn't really have much to do other than the the two goals, really. Well, we had we had fourteen equal. We both had fourteen shots on uh, shots. We had three on target. And uh, well, there you go. They, you know, we've had, had one extra on target.
3: Yeah. yeah, so only had one, really, one save to do. Yeah, exactly. So, so he, you know. there you go. He didn't really have much to
0: do from us. Yeah, yeah. Overall, a good game. Who would you? Who would you put as your man of the match for the game? Maitland-Niles, bro. Maitland-Niles. I'm Niles glad guys. you said that. He was Because Max, immense. did you? We've got an internal chat group that we sometimes talk about just a football generally. And and Max uh, from Melbourne was saying, why has everybody got on about Maitland-Niles? Like, he'd a fantastic this, 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 and this. And he was saying he was... Uh, I think he was good in the first half, but not in the second or something like that. What, no, what was he wasn't no, great in the first
3: half, but he did mm. his job. In the second half, he showed his quality as what he could be as a, a right wing back. Oh, yeah, bro. It was tackle
1: after tackle... Great with you know one v ones. He was yeah, my man of the match. You know, personally, I know people have gone for you know the obvious ones: Leno, Jacker, Ramsey. But for me, Maitland-Niles was was top notch. You know yeah, I, mean?
3: I I was gonna say the same, Maitland-Niles. I thought he was in that second half, and even in even in spells in the first half, he was he pulled off some quality quality tackles and. H. I- Who's your man yeah, of the
2: match? Um, I thought maitland Niles was good as well. I thought he had a really good game, but I think my man of the match. I want to go with the other side. I think Kalazinac. I think Kalazinac has an excellent game as well.
0: Mm, did 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 he start or did he just come on? I
2: can't. No, nah, he started really? at, uh, at left wing back. Uh, obviously, we had the three at the back. Yeah, we yeah, had yeah. Mateo Niles, Socrates, uh, Kacholni, Monreal. and then Kalazinac started on the left hand side.
3: How much did you have to drink? That so, was my nothing, next question. Man.
2: All right. No, I thought he played really well. And uh yeah, Maitland Niles, Kalazinac, Xhaka, Leno, there's there's so many that um deserve honourable mentions for their performances yesterday.
0: Uh, to answer your question, boys, you saw the photograph I sent off at the early start. Moretti was out. The, uh, G-Layer, my scarf and everything else. It was game day. It was a big game day. I told you, it is a huge game for me. This is like Northland and Derby day. This is like you know, my brother and my brother was meeting me as well. So I had a, I had a beer indoors. Um, and then we were down the Woodbine for two. Left the Woodbine, got a, an Uber over to, uh, the Enkel, had a beer in there. Uh, the Eaglet was closed, obviously, for the, the reason with Michael, um, Diane. And, um, we went to the Tolly. It was packed. It's ridiculously packed. So went down around the corner to the Che Guevara, cool pub, really cool pub. There was, uh, it's Cuban, obviously. Uh, and it is literally like these guys are Cuban hats behind the bar and they look genuinely Cuban as well. And lovely ladies, uh, serving us and it, it was good. So we had a few pints in there and went to the stadium. And yeah, so before the match, I'd enough. Hence this little rasp in my voice. Um uh and forgetting it, what players are on the pitch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's terrible, yeah. man. <laughs> Listen, That's terrible. It it, but... it didn't matter who was on the pitch. I'll tell you who wasn't on the pitch. Carl Jenkinson. What oh, the fuck? I'll tell
2: you who what was on the, the pitch. On.
0: Paul Pogba. Paul Pogba. Oh yeah, no, he he was in Ramsey's pocket.
1: <laughs> no no, before we even before we go to Pogba, right? No, um I'm, I'm so in this internal uh, chat that with that uh, Fergus mentioned earlier. He's been ripping Big Steve about his, his, you know, half and half scarves. And rightly so. Yep. And rightly so. All right. But you took it a step further by going on and on and on and on. So this, you know, Big Steve, this is karma. You and Carl Jenkinson, it's not going to happen, mate. I know you want him to achieve I know you want him to have a blossoming career at Arsenal but if it really was going to happen he would be, he would be starting these games he would have been in the squad no, I I don't I don't disagree ah, ah,
0: ah. I don't, hold disagree. Hold I don't disagree because uh, from Mustafi to played at right back and Maitland-Niles who played at right back two people who don't play in that position naturally and when you've got a natural right back who is meant to be good enough to play at Arsenal sadly it would appear he's not although every game he has played this season He's performed well and done a good job. His contract's over at the end of the season. Uh, he obviously is getting paid too much, hence why we couldn't offload him in the summer. So he's going to walk out the door and go into a very lucrative con- contract somewhere else. Good luck to the fellow, but I, I, I did wish that um, he, he could have made it at Arsenal.
3: If Mustaf is getting say, over you at right back, then there's a serious issue. Exactly. Now, I,
1: What I was going to say before was rudely interrupted. Right? First of all, his, contract ends, his contract ends next season, right? So you interrupted and you got your facts wrong. Secondly, he's not good enough to play for Arsenal Football Club because he would have proven that already and he would be starting these games as I mentioned. But half of the time he's not even in the squads. He's not even in the you know in the 18. That tells you a lot. That speaks volumes. So he's not gonna make it. So you should just get over it. He'll probably leave in the summer. And hopefully he'll have a blossoming career somewhere else. But he's just not good enough for Arsenal Football Club, period. So that that that's it. So just give it a rest and move on.
0: Did you have anything to add on that, H, since everyone else is just ripping the to shit? To be honest, out of
2: me? um I think that Jenkinson's, you know, not as bad as what people are making out. He's has he's had a few good games this season when he's been um when he's been put in. And uh, I'd much rather him there than Licksteiner. I think Licksteiner's, you know, his um Getting on a bit is well. He's thirty-four, I think now, and he's—I think he's out of contract at the end of this season, actually, and Jenkinson next season, if I remember rightly. But don't quote me on that. Um, but yeah, I'd much rather keep Jenkinson and get rid of Lickstein at the end of the year.
1: No, they're both shit. Get rid of both. They're both shit. I'm sorry. It's just no, nah. no. Nah, if if I had a choice, right? If I was to say to bring in somebody within the Premier League right now who could challenge Bellerin, Juan Bissaka from Crystal Palace. Right, an upgrade on both Lichsteiner and Jenkinson. Both of them are garbage.
3: Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Nah, no, we need to move on from both of them. Good shout, actually, because if they go down, which might look like that way, he might be on the cheap as well. Palace? Palace aren't, aren't going to go down, bro. Third from bottom.
1: Seriously? Yeah, yeah I might just check the table. No, they're not going to go down. Yeah, I think they're decent. They'll scrape through.
0: Have you finished yet? Have you oh, finished? Sh- oh, no. Shut up. <laughs> okay. I'm looking here. Carl Jenkinson. 5th, uh, the 8th of February, 1992, from Harlow He's 27. He's 1.85 meters. Uh, England and Finnish citizenship with defender, right back. He's right footed. Um, don't have his agent. He plays for Arsenal. He joined on the 8th of June, 2011. His contract ends on the 30th of June. Um, 2019. Check 20, your watch. 20. 2019. I'm looking at a it right five now. Five year deal in
1: 2015. You need to do your research, mate. It's called the internet. Five year deal in 2015 before he went out on loan to. Click on that
0: link I've just sent you. Wikipedia. Do your it reason, don't count, bro. It's not Wikipedia. Wikipedia. It's, tra- it's tra- transfer market, which is pretty up to date. Okay. Oh, Jesus Christ, folks. <sighs> I'm going right, to enjoy listen,
1: embarrassing you here.
0: Yeah. Right, Arsenal have won uh, 12 points from 10 games against their uh, fellow big six sides in the Premier League this season, double the amount they won in such games last term. Manchester United have lost from home for the first time since uh, the 16th of December. Um, six of Granit Xhaka's seven Premier League goals for Arsenal have come from outside the box. United to failed to score for the first time in 22 away games in all competitions this season, having failed to find the net on the road uh, in May 2018 against West Ham. De Gea has made two errors leading to goals in the Premier League this season, both of them against Arsenal. So we're his Jonah team. Prediction League? Well, if we look at the Prediction League, um, I myself and Trevor uh, both predicted 2-1 on the podcast, and uh, Manny and Mike sent me um, uh, their over text, and they predicted 2 1, but in favour of Man United. So myself and the guests have got uh, 1 point, meaning I'm on 38 points, 3 points clear of Manny, uh, who's on 35, 3 points clear of Manny, and the guests and the Mikes are joined on 34. So, it's good, isn't it? The prediction leak. I quite like it. So, just saying. Yeah. Oh my God! <laughs> Come on, Thursday night, eight p.m. at the Emirates Stadium. Um, lineups: Socrates is going to miss the game. Listen, I'll, I'll leave the floor open to you guys. Um, how do you think the lineups will be? Um, what changes do you think we'll make? How do you think going, we're going to have to go all out, all out attack on this game? Um, and who's their main threat, and who's our key player? Since you piped up last, um, Scotty, you can you can start open open the debate.
3: Oh, cheers! I'm good like that. Um, Well, who are we missing? Lacazette and Socrates. Oh, Socrates, sorry.
0: Yeah, uh, Socrates or Socrates and Lacazette because he's banned. Right. So that's going to be well.
3: Hopefully, fingers crossed. I think he'll probably start it. what we're saying, maybe a four-two-three-one. Um, four, yeah, four at the back. Uh, Mustafa is obviously going to play. Ooh. I'm just thinking it can go right, but oh, then again, no, cause who's going to go right back? I think it's going to be quite a tough one, but I think Terea Gwen is going to start, and obviously a I'm just just trying to think. At what I'm thinking of is is the. The back. The back line. Oh, God. Checks
1: oh,
2: obviously. Mate, that Niall is right back again. I'd keep him there after yesterday as well, to be honest.
1: No, i will just keep it well. Yeah, possibly. Well, my, my issue is that centre-back pairing. You know what I mean? Because, yeah, um, Kashelny and Mustafi. Those two, when they play together, it's a complete disaster. Because neither of them are, are you know, leaders. You know what I mean? So... You know, Mustafi's a dumbass, and Keshorn a mute. You know what I mean? So it's a recipe for disaster there. Personally, I'd go with with Montreal and and Kishon in the middle. You know, with Kalasen at would left back. You know what I mean? I don't want to see Mustafi in this team at all. That guy's a jinx. Like, yeah, just
3: he is. no. I, we're bound to concede when those two start. You know what I mean? It's a, it's especially a game that we need to really win and preferably keep a clean sheet.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, 100%. I'm a little bit worried about Mustafi and Kashwani as well. Obviously, the last few games you can see when uh, Kashwani and Socrates or Socrates are playing together, they've got a really good partnership. And obviously that's going to be um you know broken up this get this game uh, on Thursday night and uh yeah, I don't know. I'm I'd be quite inclined to go uh, Mavropanos even and um Koscielny. He can't
3: play. He's, uh, he's Oh, of not course, in no, he isn't registered, is he? No, uh, he's not in no. it.
2: Damn it. Huh. Um what would I say then? Yeah, it has to be Mustafi, but I'd I'd for well, I'd Mm-mm. I'd go Monreal with you, but I don't think uh, I don't think he'll start there. I don't even think it'll start the game.
3: No. Yeah, Mustafi's yeah. gonna be a given and that's a real ro- worrying thing for me. Because everybody knows Jenko how I feel about it. No, there's no Jenkinson. I have already told you to give it a rest and you need to check the <laughs> you need to check the
1: Facebook <laughs> chat actually. Right, because you just embarrassed yourself, like quote in transfer market when it was widely reported that it was five years. So yeah. Anyway, let's move on from that. Um, would I have Jenkinson in this game nee, nee, possibly? Nee, 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 nee.
3: Um, I have if it's if it's playing before? a back four? Then yeah, I think Jenkinson would be the better option over Maitland Niles. I agree, but I just can't see it happening. The I same as I can't either. see Mustafi not playing either. Oh, don't, don't do this to me, man. I'm doing it to myself, man. You know, everybody knows how I feel about this game. The
0: the main question, I suppose, to ask about this game, will we keep a clean sheet?
1: Not if Mustafi starts, man.
0: We need to, but that's the issue. Because... See,
3: look at
1: the defensive performance. If we don't keep a clean
0: sheet, if we don't keep a clean sheet, you know, 2-1, it goes to extra time, I think, doesn't it? No. Nah, because
2: it's uh, 2-1, they went by um oh, got goal. more goals at now then so
3: yeah we'd need to it needs yeah. to be 3-1 for it to go into extra time oh, cool. yeah, of course of course I mean, course
1: look at the look at our you know the last two premier league games and our defensive performances right against the scum who was you know the common denominator in us you know conceding that goal and then you look at the performance yesterday it's no coincidence that socrates kishoni monreal start and we're more defensively resolute when mustafi is in there he is literally like petrol on the floor right he's he's just a jinx he's oh he just he just causes chaos back there you can't trust him just like you can't trust ozo in certain games you can't trust mustafi period if he starts we will literally have to score four goals to be comfortable
3: because you
0: know one's coming
3: Yeah, he is like a deer in
0: headlights, isn't he? How how should we uh, take this? Should we... Well, I think we're going to have to go at them straight away, but at what expense? You know, that's where we're going to be vulnerable, aren't we?
3: We are against their forward line, yeah, because they have got some pacey players. We'll just have to take that risk,
1: fellas. And
0: and Monreal got absolutely roasted by Saar uh, last time, and I think Ren went out and played somebody again at the weekend play the same thing and won again and same thing down that right that that czar player he just seems he's just fucking unreal H
2: yeah that's why I don't think Monreal is going to play this game because he was roasted um, against them on Thursday night and I think Emery's going to look at that and he'll be like well I can't play him at left back and I can't play him at centre back so he's going to have to go with Mustafi he's going to have to go with Koscielny and he's going to have to go with um, Siad at left back
1: no see see I'm gonna to try to to predict what Emery is going to do, and I'm probably gonna fail miserably. But here goes. He's gonna know that we only need two goals and a clean sheet to go through here. So, it wouldn't surprise me if you see a back three, right? That that's one, and it wouldn't surprise me if you see fucking Lichstein to start. You know, it just wouldn't surprise me oh god duh. and it wouldn't surprise me if we ha- if we are resolute you know defensively like we say we need to remind ourselves we only need to score two goals and then they're gonna have to come out and play because they they will want to win this game if they come out and play that will work to our favor because we can just break on them and score again they are a bang average side especially defensively there were moments in that game on Thursday where we cut them open and we weren't even trying. They just gave it to us. So there are goals in this game, but we need to score early and we need to... Sc- i said we need to be 2-0 up by half-time. If that happens, they're going to come out and it will and it will play right into our hands.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm 100% on that as well. I think, obviously, we were 1-0 up within, what, three minutes on Thursday um, and then the Sokarsis decided he went to be an idiot and get himself sent off. Um, and then, you know, that kind of cost us the game in the long run. But if we can get the early goal and then go on from that and push on and get a second and maybe even a third before half-time, then I reckon we'll win the game, you know, 4-5-1. F- or five one. Do
0: you want to predict a score at all, uh, H, on behalf of the guests?
2: Um, oh, I'm going to go... F- what, do, what do I reckon? I don't think we'll keep the clean sheet. I'm going to go 4-1 Arsenal.
1: 3 hmm. nil. 3 0. I see us keeping a clean sheet.
0: Scummy.
3: Oh, I. Not with Mustafi playing. I'm going to say 3 1. I think we're going to do it on away goals. Oh, no. No,
0: sorry, that's it'll be 4-1. So that's the ninety minutes we're really looking at. Yeah, that's, right. that's oh, yeah, the same as me. One.
2: I reckon, I reckon four-one and then away goals yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, no, Mike, are you, so, right, so Mike, Mike, are you staying with four-one or three-one?
3: Yeah, four-one. Sorry, it'll be four-one. Four one. Okay. I think we. No, it's not away goals, is it? Because if they get one, they get the away goal. But yeah, I think we'll just steal it by the one goal. Sorry, uh, it was meant to be four-one. I got me. Uh, I got me scores mixed up. I'm going 2 0 to the Arsenal.
0: So, and on Thursday night, uh, the same night as well, Arsenal ladies uh, take on Bristol City at Meadow Park at 7.30. So the two games are on at the same time. Um, Well, looking now at just a general league roundup and the Gooner debate, sort of bits and pieces. um, Looking at the battle for the top four. Well, top two we think are more or less done. Uh, I'm I'm sure you'd all agree. Chelsea dropped two points against Wolves. Uh, Tottenham, Beaten by Southampton, fantastic free kick. Uh, what do, what do we do? We all make of that. So, H, do you want to go first?
2: Yeah, I think we're going to catch Tottenham. I, um, you know, look at the next round of Premier League fixtures. They're away at Anfield. We're at home to Newcastle. Um, don't want to count my chickens, but I reckon you know that could really, really work in our favour. Um, and I reckon, well, you know, hopefully by uh, the, the Tuesday after that, we'll be ahead of them.
0: And is it going to be Chelsea, Man United, or Tottenham joining us in the top four? Because I'm quite confident now that we can hold on to the top four.
2: Yeah, I think we'll get top four as well. And I'm going to go, it's going to be ourselves. And. Oh, do I go Chelsea, or do I go United? Uh, I think United. I think if they can bounce back under Solskjaer from yesterday, I think they'll be alright.
0: I, I think. I think Chelsea could go on and win the Europa League. Uh, probably. With the situation we got against Rennes, I've gone 2-0, but we could easily just fuck it up. You you know what it's like after having such a big game on Sunday as well. Um, So getting Man United into the top four uh, means, even if they went went on and won the Champions League, which I don't think they will, but you never know. If Fergie's in the VAR referee room again, they might do it. Um, But uh, if they go in the Champions League, it doesn't make a difference to... Uh, if we ended up fourth and they ended up third, for example, uh, we'd still stay uh, in Champions League qualification. Um, if uh, Chelsea then went on and won the Europa League, they'd get in as well. Where if it was the opposite way around, that uh, Chelsea ended up in, uh, in the um, top four and then um, went on to win the Champions League, I think. One of us would lose... I can't remember which way, but we could lose out. Anybody else want to clarify it?
2: I just think it's funny, because if Chelsea win the Europa League, the only team that won't be in there is Spurs, if they drop out, and uh, that would be perfect. That would just sum up this season. I'd, I'd love that.
0: They are imploding, aren't they?
3: Spurs, yes, they are, which is good.
2: And
0: what was Anybody tell me what the rant was that Potichino was on about on the? I uh, saw so in the background after the match at the weekend he was ranting on about something. Anybody know what it was? Oh,
1: who cares, man? That guy's just so much shit. All right, like he was it's moaning probably about
2: probably wind or rain or
1: Probably he was he was bitching about um, you know certain clubs getting extra time to prepare and this and that. Listen, who gives a shit what that guy says? You know what I mean? The, the, he's always going to have something to moan about. He's him and his team are like the the the. Golden girls of like the FA, you know, what I mean, they can't do it, no wrong. Fuck them! Like, let's move on from that.
0: Mm. Talked about wind and rain, fucking hell! Oh that...
1: my god, I felt sorry for you guys, man. I, I was, was
0: frozen.
1: Oh my god, because it was, it was chucking it down down my way, and it was windy as hell as well. And I was just thinking, damn, the boys must be soaked right through.
0: And I know you were rocking
1: jeans, man, and jeans and rain, oh.
0: But well, we, we had to walk back from the stadium to the ankle, which is nearly up at the corner of Holloway Road, Seven Sisters Road sort of area um and it's it's a fucking long walk when it's the rain's coming down sideways um it went right through my gilet top sort of thing right through my hoodie right through my t-shirt i was soaked through and my jeans just the front of them were frozen cold because it it was sleety rainy shit and everybody came in my hands were blue um but my heart was warm because i could wind up my brother (laughs) please tell
1: me you let him have it
0: (laughs) I did non-stop
1: because like I was was working last night eight hours a United fan had to deal with me eight hours non-stop banter can you imagine how that feels uh, listen, hours.
0: listen. Forty-seven minutes with you is bad enough. So, like, you know, exactly.
1: So, eight hours, fucking hell, man. I bet he wants to kill me. I'll get, I'll leave him be tonight, though. But last night, Jesus, because it was so fresh. You know, so as I was coming in, you know, he was at the front, and immediately he saw my grin. And he was like, "Oh, fucking hell. know." We let him have it. It was great. because it wasn't just me. It was literally a store. It was four of us: two Arsenal fans, one Liverpool fan, and you know, and him. Oh, it was great.
2: I had the same. I was winding up a few of my United mates yesterday as well, and, and even this afternoon. Um, and uh, yeah, I think one of them got a little bit, uh, a little bit arsy with me by the end. But hey, you know, um, <laughs> it is what it is. But you know, when we perform, uh, like, when we perform like that, it's, uh, it has to be done.
0: Scunny, did you? You were said you were going to go down the pub, and you got you're well outnumbered by Manx up there, aren't you?
3: Yeah, yeah. But I didn't go to the pub in the end. I sat from my armchair and watched it in a nice warm house. Mm. Oh, uh, away
0: from the well, wind and the rain. Okay, did, uh, have, <laughs> uh, on Arsenal fans' forum, uh, guys. I know, uh, and people, if they want to join, they can join Arsenal fans' forum. Uh, you have to request uh, to be a member. It's on Facebook. There is some questions on there to filter out all the um, uh, multi club uh, followers and stuff like that. But um, on 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 there, did you not find this morning that was an awful lot of people being negative about like such a good result that we had over the weekend? I, I, you really? know, yeah, yeah, with people oh, just... There's always going, oh, negative they's... people. There's They'll find the
3: negatives in anything. It's, I think Manny's mentioned it before about our fan base. So oh, it just does your head in. Just be happy for a change. We, we've, had t- we've had a good run against the top six, which we haven't seen in a long time. I can not live ha- with it. Let's how many it. points
0: How many points better off are we uh, than last season, I think? Is its it, is it Fergus, 10 or 12 points? Fergus,
3: we are
1: three points away right from equaling... Our total points, right tally from last season. We're on sixty points right now, right? Three points, and we're on sixty-three, right? We've doubled. We could points. end up
0: twenty-one points up from where we were last year.
1: You know, what I mean, you know what I'm saying. We are. We've got six more points in the top six games. We are, you know, we've got the third most potent strike force in the league. Yes, defensively, we're still shocking. But if people want to complain about what is happening... Fuck off the Spurs. Yeah, go down the road. Or better yet, go back and watch last season and look how bad we were last season. Or better yet, go back and watch the season before that and look how bad we were then as well
0: right although Manny I I will say and I do agree with you I I will say after Thursday night I know Trev and um, Johnny were so fed up and you heard it on the last podcast but 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 after after Thursday night and just seeing some of the this this season has been a tough season yes we're 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 changing but it has been a tough season to be an Arsenal fan still Um, you know it's become a bit for the want of say a bit boring you know so how, how have you found it H? I
2: think it's been quite good this season obviously with the, the teams we've um, with, you know the, the teams in the, the top six really we play played quite well against um, bar Liverpool away and probably the two Man City games really um, Chelsea away we just narrowly lost was it 2-1 uh, no was it 2-1 3-2 I can't remember now but we narrowly lost by the one goal 3-2 anyway. we should have won yeah and we were all over them uh, we beat them obviously at the Emirates. We gave Liverpool a good game at the Emirates as well. We've beaten United there, beaten Spurs there, drew, uh, drew with Spurs, and should have beaten them at Wembley as well. I think you know we'd, we're definitely improving against the top six, and uh, yeah, that, that's you know it's got to be down to Emery really. Um, but it's so Arsenal, like to so go and throw a Liverpool performance in there as well and get absolutely battered. But yeah, exactly. Know, that is, that's Arsenal. Exactly.
1: Isn't? Um, no, hold the hold, Fergus, before you move on now. Yesterday, right, he played Ramsey and Xhaka, right, in midfield. Now, look how many times Ramsey and Xhaka played together under the previous manager, and how many times would Ramsey bomb down the field and leave Xhaka completely exposed? How many times did that happen yesterday? How many times did Ramsey really go, you know, beyond the halfway line? Because he didn't have any shots, you know, he wasn't anywhere near the box that much right very disciplined performance right from somebody who i've criticized time after time for his indiscipline but emery has come in and he's trying to get the best out of so many players look at the way lacazette's playing the improvement of bellerin and holding and swiss gimp to an extent right so this man has come in and he's and he's you know inherited the mountain of shit but he's trying to do his best with what he's been given look at where we are at this stage of the season in the top four one point off a third yes we're messing up a little bit in the europa league and i can totally understand why trev and johnny were so pissed off they've traveled all that way it was a shocking performance but on the grand scheme of things if somebody had told you at the start of the season we would be where we are now with this squad you would have bitten their hand off so to the people who are still fucking complaining right now about where we are they can fuck off even if we were second Right, a point behind City, they would still find something to complain about because people just love to complain. That's what they do.
3: You got to put it into retrospective as well. With we're twenty, we've got a twenty-four goal difference. That's you know, I mean, we're fourth best in the goal difference in the league. There's only three above us, which is the Scum on twenty-five, and then Liverpool and Man City on fifty-one and fifty-eight. So even though even though our defense has been shocking, but you got it's when you look at it in that uh, forwards have been absolutely amazing.
0: Yeah, can't can't argue with that. And we've got the second best home record. what is it now? 40, 41 points. Was City or home or away at the weekend? I can't remember. I think uh, and, was I, he I,
3: away at where was it West Ham?
0: No, they weren't at West Ham. Was it? I can't remember, but they, they, they had ahead at the start of the Man United game. Um, they had forty-two points at home. Oh, there was um, a, there
3: was a home at Watford
0: against Watford. Okay, so yeah, okay, so it's it, it, it's still only four points difference between Arsenal and Man City on on home points. So yeah, we are doing very very well. Um, sadly, we're running out of time. But before we go, I want to talk about um, behavior of dickheads um, at uh, football games. Like, we, listen. You all know I like to go and have a beer and have a laugh and a joke, I like to sing, I like to support Arsenal, I like to get passionate about Arsenal, but I don't be like a fucking dickhead and jump over the hoardings and go onto the pitch and try and push... Uh, a player, or even worse, still in Birmingham. In, in, you know, it, I, I can, I can understand the um, my home phone. Hang on, uh, I can understand. Um, there he goes <laughs> kicking off at people for phones and stuff, <laughs> and there he goes and doing it with himself.
1: You know what I mean? And he was doing it to Big
0: Steve again. See, this is karma. So, but, but these these people. That the guy at Birmingham, he got he got a um, fourteen week jail sentence um, for going on punching a player, punching a fucking player.
1: Mate, did yeah, you punch. see that punch? Jack Relish, yeah. That was weak.
0: That it doesn't matter, you still don't do it. No, I get it, it.
1: No, I get it, I get what you're saying, and it's stupid because there are cameras everywhere, you are risking your freedom, just like that guy, and your season ticket will be taken from you, but, you know, the people have ways of, you know, going around that. But it's just stupid, what do you gain from that? You know, you don't gain anything, and to make it worse, greed is called the fucking winner, so it's lose lose for you. It's just stupid behaviour. Nobody is gonna clean. Nobody is gonna be happy for you, like for doing that. You know what I mean? You you you're putting your club and your fans and your fellow fans into disrepute because you're a dickhead and you don't know how to behave. And so I think it's 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 an issue that the Premier League and that clubs need to be working on because if fans are able to get on the pitch that easy. It will not surprise me if one day one fan has something sharp with him and something really, really bad happens. I really hope it doesn't, but we get into that stage if fans are you know able to get access to the pitch that easily. Talk sport were on about it
0: all day to, today as well, and they're saying, "Oh, what do we need to do? We need to you know uh, put netting over the first four rows and three rows of seating and stuff like that." All you should to do is look at Wembley. If you go to Wembley. Um I don't know if which of you guys have been there, but um, have a look the next time you're watching a game at Wembley um they've got this sort of structure um which is like almost like what you'd have a load of shopping trolleys in um and it 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 would mean there's probably i don't know about three four foot of metal that you' gotta try and climb across any of you been at to Wembley yes I have yeah seen do that you know yet. what I'm talking about yeah,
3: I've seen that yeah.
0: All they need to do is install something like that um, on uh, around the pitch behind the advertising hoardings. There's, there's, there's loads of room. There's loads of room. I think
3: I remember at least when I was watching it on Sky, um, a, a couple of the pundits. I can't remember which one it was. I don't know if it was Neville or uh, the other one, not Redknapp, who was else was commentating. And they were saying, "Oh, this this needs to stop." Stuff like they say uh, the clubs need to be fined. Uh, this needs to. These need to be fine. This, you know, what I mean, and going on about the stuff like this, and I think it was Redknapp turn around and said, "Well, why should you find the clubs? It's not their fault that some idiots just come running out on the pitch. What, what you need to do is maybe up the stewards. Maybe you know, what I mean, trying up the stewards, have a few more stewards around the ground, or even the police. But you know, what I mean, without going into too many well, the, the, politics, the, the police, it's a bit
0: difficult. The police won't come into the ground in that sense uh, because it costs. A, the, the the police round the ground rather than in the ground. Yeah." In in the main, um, the stewards half them half them are just young students. You know, well, this is it, it's... and 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 they're not allowed to touch anybody. If they touch somebody too much, they can get done for assault themselves. Exactly. So the only the only thing you can
3: think of is maybe trying, you know, I mean, employing maybe security guards or something. But that obviously comes down to cost. You know, I mean, hiring Have you security, seen security guards, security guards is, at Tesco's. Well, you won't want the ones from B I know that one. <laughs> so it it's, it all comes down to costs, you know, because they all like, you need a license to have, to be a security guard. It it it's, it's a lot of money, and they don't come cheap per hour either. And if you're hiring them for a couple of hours, and there's say forty of them, for instance, as you know, I mean, you're talking easy there a few grand.
0: Well, you'd have them in. I, I think the uh, Daniel Harvey, um, he uh, he's a steward at Arsenal, and he's normally at the ground. For a three o'clock kickoff, I think he's in there a couple of hours beforehand with safety briefings and the stuff they've got to do beforehand, and they are there for a good hour afterwards. So you know, it's, it's five hours. Yeah, yeah, that's
3: what I mean. You're talking five hours, and what they're going, you know, I mean, what they're going to be paid by twenty, maybe thirty pound an hour.
0: Yeah, in excess was, of around that sort of out, area, I wouldn't go to bed for that myself. You know,
3: well, <laughs> it's a, soz, but I'm just saying in <laughs> retrospect, you know, what I mean for. You know, it's it's one of them. So it, it costs money, and you're going to need a fair few of them, not just one person walking around the pitch.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, the, the, the two guys in question are Paul Mitchell from Rubbery in Worcester. He's got 14 min- months in prison. And Gary Cooper, 30, off, Chesh- uh, off uh, Chertsey, has been charged with common assault and encroaching the player area. He goes to Highbury uh, Corner Crown Court on the 26th of March. And I do hope um they they you know they do something about it they don't do stuff about a lot of the things boys it's been good um really enjoyed it um uh, h how did you find yeah, it
2: i've thoroughly enjoyed it thanks for having me on um just want to give a, a little shout out to gigsy actually as well i know we'll listen back to this it's her birthday on thursday um obviously we play um the ren's second leg on thursday as well and uh so the 14th and um her favourite player was actually Yang, so hopefully you can do the bitters and get a few goals on Thursday and uh, put us through to the next round.
0: It'd be brilliant. Well, happy birthday for Thursday, and hopefully it is a very happy birthday, Gigi. Cheers, Mike. Um, Thanks again.
2: Thanks for having me, and uh, yeah, hopefully I'll come back on at some point again.
0: Brilliant. Manny, you can go to sleep now. Oh, yeah. I'm knackered, mate. Right. Well, inappropriately, I'll end this with our usual... Uh, our usual phrase (laughs) up the arse (laughs) you've been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons and remember to rate and review us too